where once a week we argue that old chestnut, which is better, X or Y? Also, a Chestnut Appreciation Podcast. I am your host, Tyler, the Kenny Anthony of this podcast. I'm your co-host, Jordan, the Mackie Sal of this podcast. And I'm your also host, Kevin, the Good Luck Jonathan of this podcast. How did Jonathan get his good luck? Is well, there, is he there did. a history no, he, behind that? His parents were like, well, good luck, Jonathan. Jonathan is Do a name something that, that needs a bit of luck. Also, Decent with your life. he is not to be confused with Disney's Good Luck Charlie. <laughs> or, or Good Luck Chuck, the Dane Cook film. Although Dane Cook probably would make a great prime minister. That's true. Uh, was your Mac Mac the Knife? Is that how he took power in this country? He, yeah, he sang a ballad and people were like, we got to get this guy in here. I really would love a sovereign nation where all of the uh, all of the um, heads of state are decided by singing contests. <laughs> Not even like who's the best singer, but like singing singing B with uh, who was it? Wayne Brady was that? Is that who hosted that? I think so. Uh, the one doctor from House. Oh, House. Yeah, yeah Doctor House from House. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, Mackie Sal. Yep. I just really like any name where the last name is also a first name. <laughs> yeah, like, that's um, really that's gutsy. Good luck, Jonathan. Where his first name is Good Luck and his last name is Jonathan, well, which luck. is universally recognized as only a la- or a first name. One of my favorite names was uh, the adventure director at a camp I worked at, Jim Paul, the man whose last name was a first name and his first name was a nickname. Kevin, Wait, Kevin did you I see love... the picture of Good Luck Jonathan? Oh, yeah, he's great. He looks great. He's like, he looks like he belongs in... Uh... He's got like a pimp hat on. He, blo- he looks like he belongs in like performing with Charlie Parker or something. R.I.P. Oh, Parker. wow, yeah. Yeah, he oh, looks he's good. Very self satisfied. Yeah, he belongs in a Duke Ellington quartet. Um, <laughs> I love that there was an adventure director. Hold, hold at on, your someone's camp. his someone's prof- at my door. His profession is a, a zoologist. Is that right? <laughs> good luck, Jonathan, the zoologist. Uh, he has a master of uh. Science in hydrobiology and fisheries biology, and a PhD from zoology. He worked as an education inspector, lecturer, and environmental protection officer. Oh, and good luck is married to his wife, Patience. <laughs> oh, that's is it that the entire society works? Just like you, you name them after how you hope they'll they'll grow up. Uh, really rich and famous Gaul. Well, that's that's. Uh, that's how it worked in the Puritan uh, society in Massachusetts, as we noted in a uh, earlier episode. That's very true. So, as you've probably gathered, uh, this is our podcast where once a week we take would you rather and versus questions from you, the listener, and hash them out here on the show. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. Our first question comes to us from friend of the show, Eric Anderson, and is perfect for the Oncoming summer weather. Croquet versus bocce. Go. Which is the better lawn sport? Yeah, can we throw jarts in here? <laughs> jarts, the the banned uh, lawn game that they're not jarts allowed is to the sell best anymore. What if you were playing jarts in your jorts? <laughs> <laughs> These are my jarts, jorts. 
I have, they I have, have holes in them because I am not good at jarts. <laughs> uh, I have uh, I have another pair of jar- jorts for Jim, but these are my uh, jarts jorts. And uh, I, I also have a different pair of jorts for jamming. Those are my jamming jorts. Uh, Your gym what, jams. About, what about Making can gyms. jam? What about what about uh, what about what about preserves? About cornhole. <laughs> Um, uh, let's go ahead to, and stick to croquet and bocce. Right. We haven't done it? No. I, we may have mentioned it in a okay. warm-up once. Um, well, the one big old plus to croquet is that there are wickets, the greatest Ewok. So <laughs> Wicket Ewark. <laughs> that's right. Um, what's that what's that middle name for? Was it Emmanuel? I, th- I think it's no, either it's Emmanuel Warwick or Warwick W. Wicket. Oh. What's the W stand for? What's the then? W Wilson? for? Emmanuel? Wumbo? Uh, Wumbabe Tusi? Um, so, you know, I, I feel like if I were going to play croquet with an Ewok, they would be okay with that. And they would be definitely on board. I'll have to edit those sneezes out. Whereas, yeah. uh, nope, keep them in, because they are, uh, that's raw. That's real. It is raw. That's real improv, man. Um, My nose feels raw. Man. Um, I just, I just looked at the picture of Patience, Patience Jonathan that you sent me. Um, <laughs> she's fine. So, but uh, and, and another plus to to croquet is that it's very. I mean, it, it, it's very realistic in the goal setting. It's like you know, okay, I'm gonna hit it through this tiny little little half hoop, and then I got like 40 more to go through. But I'm just gonna focus on this one right now. Whereas the other sport that we mentioned that I can't remember right now. Bocce. Bocce. Um, is it I'm now? fluent in 12 languages, including bocce. Is it? <laughs> you. Well, there you go. That's a, I guess that's a plus. If, if you're going to play croquet with, with Ewoks, you're going to play bocce with droids. Um, I uh, think you, know, the... you know when we talked about croquet? When? It was during the Olympics episode because it used to be an Olympic sport. That's right. Oh, that's oh, right. That's right. That's is. right. Um, I think the main advantage of croquet is that you have a hammer. Like, that's pretty awesome that you can take, you know, how many games other than hockey and baseball and shuffleboard allow you to, to hit things with something else? <laughs> Oh, and you how could, many other games are that easy to weaponize? You could call it the the hammer of you could call your hammer the hammer of Thor, and then you could Mjolnir. Every time you hit, every time you hit a good shot, you could say, "Praise Thor, the Thunder God." <laughs> um, but with I feel like with croquet, there is a lot higher chance that you are going to just be aiming for that one wicket. For you know, 20, 20 minutes at a time, trying and trying again to get it through, and then somebody comes up to you and they send your ball, and it's just gonna stretch on and on and on and on into the night. Whereas with bocce, like it's just kind of like, okay, you have so many throws, whoever gets there the closest, awesome. Yeah, well, are we talking about bocce on a lawn or on like a like a sand court? Well, I feel like that's one of the advantages of bocce, too, that you can play it pretty much wherever. You can play it in a bocce pit, you know, if you're gonna, if you're feeling official. You can play it in a lawn, 
pretty much anywhere outdoors as long as you can, you know. If you had balls that could float, uh, botch in a pool would be great because everything would be constantly moving. That would be really, really fun. I have played, um, I have played indoor bocce. I had a set of plastic uh, bocce balls that the way they were weighted is they were filled with water. And so we played bocce throughout the hallways of uh, one of the girls' dormitories in Grove City. Uh, we so did that with awesome. outdoor bocce balls in our own hallway. That is true. Here, so. <laughs> yes. I thought you were going to say we did that outdoors. We just threw them in through girls', girls windows. Oh, I'm sorry. It's, I just got to... There, bocce ball. There's apparently an American variant of croquet called Roque or Roque. I don't know. It could be Roque. Um, that was popular at 1900s. In fact, it was called the game of the century. And uh, it had essentially had boundaries that you could bounce your wall off of. So it had like a billiards aspect to it. Okay. And you played, cool. you played on a hard surface, not grass. So everything was faster. <laughs> it was it was faster. It was a harder game. This wasn't like, your grandma's bocce croquet. Um, from but with croquet, you're gonna need that like you're gonna need that level surface to set up all the wicks, and that's oh, hard to find. And you're, somebody's gonna complain about like, oh, there's a slant here. It's not fair. Blah 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 blah. There's also so much status that you have to deal with with croquet. Like you gotta wear the right argyle sweater and the right argyle socks. And you gotta have that little, you know, taxi driver cap. Otherwise, you're just gonna look like an idiot. And you know, if you don't have all that on, and, and people are gonna mock you, and you're not gonna be able to measure up to the, to the croquet standard of living. Uh, bocce, bocce's Italian, so I'm pretty sure the only dress code for that is like an ascot. Is it maybe? Is a track? No, it's a tracksuit and track a, gold, suit. a gold chain. You need a fork in one hand, your your non dominant hand that you aren't tossing with. Oh. With with spaghetti twirled on it. That's true. Um, That's a big you plus also, of bocce. You, you can need, eat while you're doing it. You need two on each team, but you need a fifth to be playing the accordion <laughs> nearby. Um, right. Um, you also oh, you got to get the spray tan though. Yeah, that is so very that's, very that's important. very important. Um, let me read you a quote from the United States Croquet Association website. Croquet is more than you remember. More fun, a real sport. So, are they just assuming that everyone has just kind of forgotten about croquet? <laughs> That's what is. Hey, hey, remember that sport you tried to forget because it wasn't any fun and you weren't any good at it? Well, guess what? It's more than you remember. It's better than you. It doesn't need you. Be an adult. Enjoy croquet. How about you grow yeah. up a little bit and um, <laughs> play this game? The United States Bocce Federation, their about bocce page. Uh, the link is broken, so that's something that they need to get fixed. Ooh, um, big problem with, with bocce, though, is uh, there's like a gajillion different rule sets. With with the with croquet, you got American croquet and you got international croquet. With bocce, you have like the American rules, the Italian rules. You have, uh, according to their website, the Punta Rafa rules uh and you need a translation for that because i guess it's in jamaican and there's um, <laughs> there's also for one jamaican is not a distinct language <laughs> yeah uh, but there's also the french variant of bocce which call is called uh patonk which is awesome because 
Because it's uh, named after the name that the balls sound, the ball sound make that they when they hit each other. Ball I don't sound think make? so. The sound the balls Patonk, make. Patonk is sweet because it has a specific alcohol that French people drink while playing it called uh, pastis. Uh, if you play it in a trailer park, is it uh, honky tonk, patonka tonk? <laughs> yes. Except there um, are no trailer parks in France. Well, yeah. Maybe gypsies. Um, who do you think would win in a fight? Uh, someone with uh, croquet equipment or someone with bocce equipment? Uh oh, shoot. Well, is the person with bocce equipment a shot putter? Uh, you know, I I wouldn't say that they are, but I'd say that they are an experienced bocce player. So they probably have got some placement. I mean, because you know, let's be uh, honest. Uh, yeah, with with bo- or with croquet, you got a, ham- a hammer, but it's made of wood, and it's probably gonna break real easy. Um, by the way, that is the most suggestive croquet picture you are ever going to see. It is a woman riding a croquet mallet, kind of like a witch with a broom, and her husband just kind of. Holding the... He's holding the mallet part. Well, no, she's aiming up the shot. He is holding He's the mallet, release. preparing to release. So that oh, gravity... so you think they're playing? They're playing partners. Gravity will do its good work, and uh, yes, you think they're just doing the double dutch? Okay. Um, what the heck was I saying before? I um... uh, wooden mallet. Even though you yeah, have one, she got a wooden mallet. But with with bocce balls, those things are made of. I, I don't know. What are they made of? Like Italian concrete or something? Like those I think, hurt. Yeah. I think that's the the um, regulation. Material. Yeah, right. The regulation. I, like those things really hurt. Like drop one of those things on your foot and then imagine that you got it thrown at your head. And that's not, that's not fun times. So um, I, you're going to – as long as you got some – Let's say if you're good at dodgeball and you've got bocce equipment, that's lights out. That's game over, all right? If you're not good at dodgeball, maybe your aim's bad. Maybe somebody's going to get that croquet mallet to your head and, and sneak that off. But What's the name for the little white ball? I can never remember it. The Palomino. Uh, the placenta. The, you, you eat it at the end. You eat the white the ball. The Polino. What's that? The Polino. Uh, no, there's different things. It's called different things. Yeah, uh, that's one of the things I dislike about bocce. I never know what to call that little thing. So I usually you... just call it the placenta. Uh, hold on, bocce. The polino or the bocino. Or the bocino. jack, apparently. Uh, uh, that's American. So you can jack somebody up with the jack in that fight scenario. <laughs> uh, we need to take a vote on this. Uh, I'll go ahead and start and say that there is a very, very warm spot in my heart for bocce, not only because I played it frequently with my, my roommate, Ryan Skippy Anderson, who's getting married this weekend by the time this comes out, Ooh. but also I was in an intramural bocce team with an Amy Kreider, and the name of our team was Every Bocce is Kung Fu Fighting, uh, <laughs> and it was glorious. We almost won the championship, but... At least the people who beat us didn't win. Jordan? I'm going through the glossary of croquet terms right now. (laughs) There's a move called a pioneer where a ball is placed in a strategic position near the striker's next but one or next but two hoop. 
to assist in running that hoop later in the break. There's also a move called a sextuple peel. <laughs> Ooh, that's which that's is hot. to peel the partner ball through the, its last six hoops in the course of a single turn. Very few players have achieved this feat. <laughs> but it is seen increase it has been being seen increasingly at the championship level. I'm going to have to look this up on YouTube. Um I'm going to vote for uh bocce because that's it's a lot cheaper to buy a bocce set and it's i don't know a lot quicker too it's a lot faster you don't have to the setup is like nil all you have to do is throw the ball and you're you're good to go (laughs) as opposed to croquet where i have to intricately drop all these wickets everywhere i need a i need a level playing field for croquet whereas having a non-level playing field is makes the game more fun in bocce. So, I don't know. It's just, bocce is just an easier game to play. Kevin? I'm going to go bocce because in bocce, you can make a strategic move out of chucking the ball as hard as you can. Because um, you could conceivably, like, knock somebody else's ball out, and you could be like, yeah, I was planning that. I wasn't yeah. just super pissed off. The other great uh, thing in, about in Bocce croquet. is adding in, like, uh, pig or horse rules to it. Like, uh, when you're playing, you know, basketball with friends, you can make require that they have to do some type of trick shot while throwing their ball. <laughs> it has been done, and it is fun. And with yeah, so like with croquet, you can't do that. You can you can slam that thing as hard as you can, but you're never going to make a strategic play out of it. So unless you so, do a sextuple peel, yeah, unless, unless you're attempting a sextuple peel, in which uh, case he should probably have um, a nurse. Uh, you know what? In fact, that's probably what that that couple you should was probably trying. you should probably have some protection for that. Yeah, that couple was probably trying a sextuple peel in that picture. So thank you so much for your question, Eric. The next time you have to choose between bocce and croquet, go ahead and play some bocce. You're going to be so glad that you did. The abbreviation for sextuple peel, by the way, is SXP, which without a doubt, if they ever make a video game, a croquet video (laughs) game, it'll be called SXP because that makes sense. That would be fun on an iPhone. Uh, a croquet game Ooh, that would actually that would probably great. work pretty well if you get the physics down i'm gonna be searching for that so <laughs> thank you again eric our next question comes to us from tony skiles who wants to know would you rather be constantly buzzed slash hung over or those are two very different things yeah. i'm guessing you're one or the other you're constantly one or the other or randomly switch from dead sober to blackout drunk with no warning, go. You would be the most fun person ever if you just switched like that. Um, oh, can we can we immediately jump into our favorite? What's this going to be like in a job interview setting? Can we just yes. immediately go there. <laughs> well, if you're buzzed in a job interview, that may work in your favor. But if you know, you're hung over, you're going to have a headache. Right. I, like, I feel like we... in that's in the buzzed hungover scenario, you're also kind of in a state of you can't really control it. Right. Yeah. So, but I mean, if you're hungover, you're gonna be like, can we can we just turn off all the lights in this interview? And <laughs> can you can ask we that question a little, a little quieter? Can you please 
Kevin needs a little peace and quiet here. Also, can um, you can you just give me can you pour me a glass of whiskey? That would really help help me out here. See, but but if you're if you're buzzed though, it still might work against you because you might like you know you might be feeling so good like oh I got this this thing in the bag and then you see a picture of a guy of you know your interviewer and his family you're like. Your daughter's pretty hot, man. You know, if, if I get this job, I mean, maybe, I don't know, we could, like, go to the beach together or something. Whatever. Whereas in the other scenario, you're 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 stone cold sober for, like, a good chunk of it. He's like, what are your leadership qualities? And you're like, like that's a great Well, I, I headed up my, my school, uh, you know, intramural Lincoln Logs Club. This is while you're sober. It's, <laughs> oh, wow, this is not going And then well. all of a sudden, he's like... So tell me about a time that you experienced uh, you experienced some difficulties and how you got out of it. And you're just like, I'll tell you about it. And then you face plant right in the middle of the, the table that you're interviewing on. At least with the blackout drunk, though, you're not going to remember how much you embarrassed yourself. Chances, this? If you're lucky, he'll think that you're, you need medical attention. Yeah, like, no, oh my if gosh. You, if you're in the sober blackout drunk scenario, you can pass that off as uh what's it called? Uh it's not sleep. Narcolepsy. Apnea. Narcolepsy, exactly. You could just say, I have a condition, by the way, it's narcolepsy. So if I like, you know, fall over and start talking in my sleep, <laughs> wink wink, then uh I have, do I you have... wink wink to the boss? <laughs> no, you wink wink to your I don't know. The receptionist. I, I have a very rare condition called drunkalepsy. And I randomly get super fun at parties all the time. Um, Depends on whether and, or not they have and a randomly lot of super inappropriate at work. <laughs> so if I make a pass at everybody, know that it's because I have a handicap, and it's really rude of you to try to call me on the carpet for that. Um, I think another obvious scenario is just driving. Like, <laughs> if you're buzzed yeah. every once in a while driving, like, okay, that's that's not a good idea, but you'll probably be able to make it just fine as long as you take your time. Uh, if you're hungover while driving, you're you're definitely getting where you're going. You're just you're just gonna be very upset about it. The um, problem with always being buzzed is that, or or hungover, is that no one is going to trust your recommendations on movies or anything like that. Because you're always going to be like, yeah, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. You know, I, plot, was, plot was a little hard to follow at some points. But you know what? We were, everybody was just having a really good time. Steve was, Steve was there. He was like... He got this big thing of popcorn, and everybody was like, "Oh man, I don't know if you're gonna be able to eat that, Steve." And he was like, "Oh, I'm good. I'm so I'm so good." Uh, and then everybody's just gonna be like, "I, you know, you can't get out of a phone conversation with that guy in like under forty five minutes." He tried to tell me about this time when he didn't have enough for a bridge toll, and uh, and then it was Tuesday. And then it was something about two other goats, and I, I don't know somebody <laughs> being gruff. He doesn't like goat cheese now. I don't know. Um, um, but you know, one of the nice things about being buzzed is that you're not going to sweat stuff much. Uh, you know, you're gonna most most of it's going to be water under the bridge. Actually, while you're buzzed or, and or drunk, your body temperature elevates, so you you will be sweating a fair amount. Ooh, That's I hate true. sweating. Ooh, I hate sweating. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully you're not an angry buzzed either. 
Hopefully you're hopefully you're not um buzz when he, you know, realizes that he can't fly and kind of gives <laughs> up on life. Uh-huh. Yeah, sad that's buzz. a sad buzz. Um Oh, but what, what if you go what if you go from from stone cold sober to to really sad blackout drunk and you're just like it's not it's Hold not going to work out, when man. You're, when you're blackout drunk, do you still have emotions or are you just blackout drunk? Uh, I'm thinking there's like a period of time that like between you passing out to just being so drunk that you do not remember any of it. I think there's like a bit of a, a like it just cuts to super drunk. So you're like saying so drunk you out. lost your memory like in the hangover. Yes. But not so drunk you literally passed out. You just mentally passed out. You probably physically pass out after At like some a couple point. minutes. Here's the thing: if you if you lean into the stone cold sober to complete blackout drunk scenario, you you it will it will serve you well. You are gonna buy things that you didn't really know you wanted, and if you lean into it, you're like, you know what, freaking yeah, I am. I I do have a subscription to Meteorology Monthly now, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do that so hard. It's going to be uh, great. I'm going to look You won't be able to focus hard enough to actually read it, but you'll enjoy the pictures. What if you're at the voting booth uh, and you walk in there sober, you're ready to fill out your form or punch in your electronic things, and suddenly you go blackout drunk and you're, you're a little bit racist inside, screams out, I'm not voting for Barack Obama. He's not white. That well, go over oh well. no! But then you cast your vote for clam bake, <laughs> and then you're, and then they have to report on CNN that clam bake got one or zero point zero 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 one. <laughs> Newly elected president clam bake. Um, uh, but how, how about dates? Which one of these okay. is gonna go? How is this gonna go over when you're on a date with a fine young lady? Or as if you're a female listener, a, a young gent, uh, a, a a strapping lad. I I was trying to come up with the word suave, uh, but especially, for, I mean, especially I, from the lady first angle it was here. Swarthy. If you suddenly become like you you have been soberly, attentively like listening to the, you have a good discussion with this guy, and then all of a sudden you're blackout drunk. Maybe you actually took a sip of a beer that you're having at this date. You take one sip and you go instantly blackout drunk. Uh, your your no, date is going to think, "Wow, she cannot hold her liquor at all." Man, well, it could be a good out though. Like if it's a really boring person, like it's yeah, uh, it's it's very um, it's very cost efficient <laughs> to be able to just switch. Like, all right, I'm going to check out. But also, no, what but that's bad because that would be great. When girls get drunk, they always want to dance. So like that, would just, that would not be good because no, like, oh, that'd be great. You dancing. wouldn't have to exercise at all because you'd just become blackout drunk. Then you start dancing, you wake up, and you're all tired because you all worked at, you worked out all those dances while you were blackout drunk. That's right. <laughs> um, hopefully, you had somebody out. around to make sure you made good decisions. I don't think anybody blackout drunk blackout gets blackout drunk and then like does P ninety X. Like I don't think that's <laughs> how it works. Like now, here's a question: If we're blackout drunk, as is, is are we vomit proof though? As part of it, ooh, that's a good point. 
Mm, I, I, I would hope never, so, because otherwise that's dangerous. You're never gonna you're never gonna vomit while buzzed unless you like did it on a completely empty empty stomach. Uh, so in that scenario, you might be hung over. I don't know. You might you might vomit while being hung over. That's true. I mean, oh. being being buzzed is a great social lubricant, though, if you're if you're interacting with folks. But like being hung hung over is just that's just unbearable. Yeah, but no, but it can give you some real credit work though, because if you go from being buzzed and like you know super fun and laid back, like oh, okay, Kevin knows what's going on, and then you go to hung over and like oh man, he's really swamped. Like he seems really just irritable and like he he man, this guy, we got to take some work off this guy's plate and give him a raise. Yeah, that is, I think, one of the advantages of being hungover is that most people can key in on that pretty quickly and instinctively will will leave you alone. Like, that's, that's that's you know, it's kind of universal what that feeling is like. Yeah, Unless, people are empathetic. I'm people ready are to empathetic vote. to blackout drunk, too. Though. <laughs> you guys ready to vote? Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jordan, what are you going with? I'm going to go with uh buzzed slash hungover because i thought of the perfect occupation i'm going to become a librarian <laughs> so that during the uh hungover portion of my time i'm in a quiet state that people like even if they're walking up to ask me questions they usually do it quietly and respectfully or you have a a legitimate excuse to shush them right exactly you can shush them uh, and if you're buzzed, as long as you're not being loud while you're buzzed, uh, which I think if you're in a library, you'll you'll you're buzzed, you're still cognizant, um, so you you know to still be quiet. But if you're buzzed, you could just be like, "Well, this is kind of boring that I'm a librarian, but at least I'm buzzed." So I feel like it's win-win either way. Kevin, I'm going stone sober to blackout drunk because people. People are going to know that you love them so much more if you go to blackout drunk than if you're hungover to 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 buzz. Oh, they well they they might know that you hate them as well. You're going to you're going to speak your No, your heart. nobody ever nobody ever hates anybody when they're blackout drunk. You're always you're always full of ghost of Christmas present cheer. You're going to have a lot more people tucking you in. On a regular basis, <laughs> which who doesn't love being tucked in every once in a while? Nothing better than waking up and like, oh, uh, thanks, the blanket fairy. You're that. You're that. Like you're that friend that everybody's like, did, did okay. Whose turn is it to get Jerry home safely? Is it okay? It's mine. All right. Well, this is this is the life we lead now. And I'm going to go constantly buzzed or hung over uh, because you know, like I can. I can either use that little extra social lubricant to get me to, you know, just relax a little bit, or chances are, you know, being hungover will also help me to say no every once in a while and just look out for number one and not take so many jobs. So how come how come nobody's ever young over, by the way, like just just totally inundated with Carl Young? You're just like, look, man, I'm just. I'm really young over right now, and I need just I need the collective consciousness of all mankind to just kind of leave me alone for a little bit. No, I think young over is what happens after you go to like a theme park for a day, and then you're super tired the next day because you know you just like you were on your feet for 17 hours straight. 
You're, is that well? That then leads to Forever Young over, where just Jay Z is just always singing to you about your how you're living life like a video. So thank you so much for your question, Tony. Or what Next- if you're what if you're mung over and you just ate too many mung beans? That too. Thank you so much for your question, Tony. And next time you have to choose between being buzzed and hungover or blackout drunk, uh, go ahead with being buzzed and hungover. I or, really hope this isn't a pressing issue, but you're going to be glad you did. Or choose to be chung over, where you're just, you've had way too much of newswoman Connie Chung. But what if you're William hungover? <laughs> Our next question comes to us from Taylor Mira. Thank you so much, Taylor, who wants to know wristwatch versus pocket watch. Go. Um, okay, hold on. Can we Do clarify I- real quick? What what in the world is a fob? What is the chain? The fob is the chain. Yeah. The fob is the chain. Okay. I believe. Okay. So fob, fob comes with this package. Well, then, then a huge plus of of uh, a pocket watch would you you could say that stuff's off the chain. You're like you have the fob right there. You got that chain. You're like, oh man, this watch is off the chain because then you take it off the chain, and then no, you don't want to take it off the chain though. More likely, you realize that you you've lost your pocket watch and you just have a chain. You're like, oh, it's off the chain. Ooh, but then you can attach <clears throat> your bus pass to it. You never lose your bus pass then. Disadvantage for pocket watch is that when you're wearing your monocle that we discussed last week, that is also going to be on a fob. Uh, Oh, it's going to get so tangled. It's going to get tangled in your pocket. You're going to go reaching in for your monocle so you can take a closer look at this bill of bill of goods. (laughs) Bill of rights. Bill of rights. Yeah. (laughs) This bill of rights. And you're going to pull out your pocket watch. You're going to look like an idiot, but you will know the time. So. Yeah, but if you're a train conductor, I think it's pretty universally accepted that you can only use a pocket watch. Mm, so that's if, true. Like if that's what you're aspiring it, to, you gotta go pocket watch. Or if you're gonna be a track coach, uh, you're gonna you're gonna need that pocket watch to time folks <laughs> with track coach from the 1820s. Yeah, if you're gonna you know ride those chariots of fire, <laughs> well, Herschel. You've done it in 20 metric seconds. They used metric time back then in the 1800s. That was that. That was the background for that joke. I'm pretty sure chariots of fire didn't happen in the 1800s. Though. I know. It I, happened I, in the early 1900s. Yeah. Um, I, wait, was the guy's name Herschel? I was doing a different joke. I wasn't <laughs> piggybacking off of the chariots of fire, which is... Um, but the guy was Jewish, so I, maybe his name was Herschel. I don't know. Um, Advantage pocket watch, you're going to be able to swing that around, and that's going to look pretty. That's going to look pretty sick. Like to just communicate to the world that you got nothing to do. You're like, you know what? I'm just swinging this pocket watch around. Please no. give me anything to do at all. As as a sign of your confidence, of your affluence, strutting down the street, swinging your swinging your pocket watch. That's that's enviable, man. Now the other the other side is wristwatches, correct? Yes. Uh, I got one word for you, I think, and that is wristwatch calculator. <laughs> okay, um, which no one is going to going to look down on. 
No one is going to frown upon this this utility that you insist on having everywhere with you. <laughs> you see, my problem with wristwatches is that they're like now that everyone has cell phones, they're pretty much just a fashion statement. Like it is essentially just a kind of bracelet. Well, right? here's here's my question for you, Tyler. Uh, where do you keep that cell phone? In my pocket, on a chain. Therefore, is it not <laughs> also? Is, is your cell phone watch. not a pocket watch? It is a watch that you keep in your pocket. That is a good point. But it's also so much more, though. It's not just a watch. Oh, it's a camera. Mine does. It's a pocket watch. It's a thing that you use to call people. It's a thing that you look up Wikipedia articles on. If there was a geared cell phone that you just had to like wind up every morning, I'd use that. That'd be, that'd be pretty sweet. Steampunk I mean, cell phone. Here's here's a disadvantage of of the wristwatch is the diver's watch because mm. there are those guy. Every guy who has a diver's watch is like, hey, did you see my diver's watch? Yeah, it's proof to twelve hundred feet below. Yeah. Did you guys? And... Did you guys have a period in uh, elementary school where everyone had everyone had Casio wristwatches, and it was like <laughs> yes. a contest to see whose whose was rated for the deepest setting. Like, oh, yours is rated to go down thirty meters. Mine go down fifty. And it's like, yeah. Meanwhile, it's like these kids live in North Dakota, and they'll right, never see a body no of water. There's no body of water deep live. enough that could destroy <laughs> this watch. They'll never see the ocean. Um, uh, one of the that reminds me of two awful things about those wristwatches in particular. One is Velcro, which is awful. It's oh, just Velcro gonna get caught on. Just... It's gonna get caught on everything, and it's, it's like rough, the noise, of course, and it gets everywhere. Um, and the noise alone is awful. You know, there's gonna be some kid who has a Velcro watch, and they're just gonna be. Rip, 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 rip. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Uh, somebody in your friend group who makes annoying no- noises and doesn't realize he's doing it? That doesn't sound, oh, yeah. That doesn't sound like be any, the... any problem I'm familiar with. Yeah. Um, at, the, at the start of podcasts, I have to tell Jordan to get rid of his chopsticks so that he won't click and clack them throughout the entire episode. Um, but... Another thing that was awful about those watches is they, like, the, <laughs> the, like, cloth wristband would, like, just sop up sweat, <laughs> and it would wind up, like, there would be this funk, like, any time your hand came, like, even relatively close to your mouth, like, when you're using chopsticks, you'd just get this waft of, like, oh, God, and it was hard to wash, Ugh. But what if you had a pocket watch? And the fob was Velcro. How great would that be? How how are you imagining this? I'm imagining. Uh, give, me, give me a you, give me a design spec. On you this. you're wearing a three piece suit, and you want to have a classy pocket watch, but you also want it to be securely fastened to your clothing. So you know you just make a little Velcro loop, and it loops onto your to your belt you know belt loop. And then, and then women flock to you, and they say, "How practical and yet classy." That sounds like just a Velcro wristwatch that you just attached to your belt loop. <laughs> well, I'm not going to limit you. I'm not going to tell you how to do this. You know, this is you need to make it your own. Um, something that wristwatches are actually good for, though, is if you're if you're running, 
if you're doing exercise because you don't want to lug your phone around with you. And I don't think there are any athletic uh, pocket watches, really. Unless, I don't know. Yeah, there's that Apple iWatch that's essentially an iPod Nano that's got watch, Nano, Nano. watch strip things, watch bands on them. Which type of watch can you put more secret agent gadgets in? Um, Follow-up question, who watches the watchmen? <laughs> Who's keeping these people making these watches in check? Um, secret agent wristwatch I've seen with lasers on them. Like you just kind of like stick your fist out and yeah, like, you if, know, cut off the glass. If we were youngins who grew up in the N sixty four era and played Goldeneye 007, you would oh, know yeah, yeah, that yeah. you could use your wristwatch to detonate uh proximity mines. Ah, right. And you could shoot lasers at things. It was pretty cool. But how sweet would that be if it was all wrapped up into a pocket watch that you could do that with? Uh, the only thing you can really do with a pocket watch is open it up and there's a little mirror for you to apply your lipstick. <laughs> As I all bet, secret agents. Well, do. and the lipstick has poison on it. Yes. So. I bet uh, Diamond Chip and Colgate, though, had. Uh, <laughs> they probably had pocket watches with gadgets in them. Oh, yeah. Wait. Who are these? Diamond Chip and um, Colgate? I've been Duh. looking for are an excuse to have a Kevin toothpaste? tell us about. Diamond Chip and Colgate for forever. How could you not realize that Diamond Chip and Colgate are two superheroes that former roommate Nick Smith and I made up in college? Uh, Were they also Victorian era as well? Um. Well, I don't remember because the villain, the villain, and Diamond Chip played on the polo team against. Right. Yeah. They they used to play on the polo team together, so they could be now. You know, they still play polo. What was that villain's name? His name was Eustace P. Carmichael. And what was his <laughs> debilitating condition? Uh, well, he he had crippling diarrhea, so he was always on some sort of of waste management apparatus. Um, and they so that all these three played on the polo team together, and so Eustace P. Carmichael would uh, would mock Diamond Chip, who was uh, his superpower was that he had a diamond um, tie tie clip. He wasn't Chip from Chip and Dale, just no, made sad. out of diamonds. Um, so that, that was based on Nick because Nick had a diamond-studded uh, tie clip, and uh, I was Colgate because my oral hygiene was impeccable. Um, but <laughs> Is that Colgate's superpower? He just has really good-looking teeth. Yes, yeah, he has. He has cripplingly shines good. sun into the enemy's eyes. Yeah, all, but but in in the in the mythos, uh, Colgate was actually a, a large black man. Um, he was very <laughs> suave. Um, but anyway, that sounds so racist. Eustace no, this P. is Kevin's secret desire, right? Eustace P. Carmichael would always taunt Diamond Chip by saying, "You never could make top squad, eh, Diamond Chip?" Because Eustace P. Carmichael was on the A, a squad of the polo team, and and Diamond Chip was on the the B team. He was on the JV squad. Did you write like a script for this, or like no, where did no, the villain just, come from? Was, no, but if anyone's listening, this this is all copyright, Kevin. You can't steal, <laughs> right? Yeah, it was. It's not. If anyone's anywhere. still listening to this, <laughs> it's not written anywhere. But it's it, there's a rich oral tradition of storytelling that. Well, that, that makes sense with Colgate. Yeah, it originated. What's that? It originated with the the Anansi uh, legends in in uh, Central Africa. Um, by the way, the the, the, the trickster spider god. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, yes. Um, 
I think we need to take a vote on this. Mm-hmm. What was the <laughs> argument? Wristwatch versus pocket watch. Kevin, what well, you we got really dug deep into this one. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go pocket watch because you can put on on the opposite face of the pocket watch when you open it up. You can put a picture of a beautiful lady. Whereas on a wristwatch, if you put a, a picture of a beautiful lady on the opposite side of a wristwatch, you're just gonna get her all sweaty with your with your wrist sweat, and that's gross. Jordan. Uh, I'll go with wristwatch because I used to have one of those cool animated fossil watches uh, that had a uh, LCD animated background and then regular watch hands. <laughs> and mine had flames that came up because when I was in high school, when I was a high school aged person, I thought flames were cool. <laughs> and I am going to go ahead and go with the wristwatch too, because um, wristwatch well, two. I, that's an eye watch. The wristwatch too, yeah. <laughs> Reinventing uh, the the watch. No, no, it's it's not called wristwatch two. It's just called the new wristwatch. And while I wouldn't want a calculator on my wristwatch, you've got to imagine there are some wristwatch Tamagotchi out there, and that would be pretty baller. <laughs> so, thank you so much for your question. Taylor, and next time you have to choose between a wristwatch or a pocket watch, go ahead with that wristwatch. You're going to be glad you did. By the way, since we were talking about alternate personas, my my jazz my jazz flautist persona is Choke Eller. <laughs> Thank you for that update, Kevin. You're welcome. Uh, uh, mine will be <clears throat> Nats Nats Johansson. <laughs> And he plays the double bass, upright double bass. He, p- he plays the jazz oboe. Ooh, jazz the jobo. The jobo. No, that's uh, that's the the actual name of a rain stick. <laughs> really, a jobo? Uh, uh, no, I, I don't know. A jimbe. What is? I uh, play the jazz jimbe. A John Bay. A Michael Bay. Um, at the same camp I worked at, there was a um. There was somebody who didn't know what a djembe was. And of course, you know, whenever you're at a campfire, you got to have somebody playing the drums. I mean, come on. Uh, So there was somebody on staff who always thought we were looking for a camper named John Bay. Uh, (laughs) And it got legitimately got concerned at one point. I'm like, has anyone found John Bay yet? Are his parents aware that he's he's, he's lost and that... He's also very irritating in drum circles. Um, uh, do you guys want to do one more question, or should we finish it up here? We're actually already 50 minutes in. Oh, gosh. Yeah, well, have you got a weak one, that, uh, like a little a toss-up weak one? That we could yeah, one that's going to suck real bad? Yeah. Um, not re- I have like a good one that I kind of want to save. Yeah, let's save it then. Um. You know what? We do enough for these people. Let's let's just end it. Yeah, you guys sucking the life out of us. So this is a first. We have actually been off topic enough on this podcast that we have only uh, we only have time for three questions. That's which fine. Is, which is fine. Which is hey, fine. Hey, I feel they like... got the story of uh, Diamond Chip and Colgate, which I've been it's... trying to work into an episode for the past like forty episodes. <laughs> Oh wait, people people paid for four questions, right? Oh wait, no. 
They didn't pay for any questions. You know, I think I think what we lacked in uh, quantity this episode we made up for. We, we made up for it in, in nothing. Hey, but uh, speaking of paying for questions, do we want to? You know, I think I think we'll tease it. I think we'll tease that we have we have an announcement in the works. We're still hammering out a few things, but there are exciting, exciting things in our future. Yeah, and let me, you know what? I'm going to spoil it. We're opening a cha-cha service. We're opening you will ask a us cha-cha. questions, and we will, you, you can ask us a question for a dollar. We will all congregate quickly and, and then answer it. Yeah, it's it's not going to just it's not going to be one of us answering the question. We all have to convene <laughs> so that we can give you a one out. sentence ender. We will have a quorum, and uh, no, that's just, not just, it. But no, you we it. answer them all once a week. It's not it's not a um, you know we're not we're not at beck and call. So just like wait for a text within a week's time, and and we'll we'll crank them out for you. Uh, our, uh, this was a podcast. Um, so if you would like to send us a question, you can email us at ninjasversuspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, or you can find us on Facebook. We love to interact with folks there. We'll post all kinds of funny things. Oh, wow. Yeah. We didn't talk at all about the kitchen nightmares at all that episode. Kevin, did you watch it? No, I did not. But I, I would, did, I did read stuff about people. I would watching. encourage everyone to go onto our Facebook wall and check out the post that Jordan put up about the. It's no longer the most recent episode of Kitchen Nightmares uh, with Gordon Ramsay, but it is certainly the most incredible. These these people that he goes into their kitchen to fix is is bazonkers. So go watch that and talk to us about it because I'm still flabbergasted. Um. And you can also tweet at Ninjas versus Podcast on Twitter or use the MVP hashtag. Jordan, do we have a tweet of the week? Uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, Tolia sent us a tweet. He's he is certainly our most frequent tweeter. Um, he says, Ninja versus Podcast have to note that the fact that hashtag Jordan doesn't care about uh cool guy crumb ride bowling experience has has to be the next big thing i do not know what Tolly is talking about uh it did, listen to last week's episode the uh the easter egg is when we were talking before the podcast and i said i had a bowling team once and he just replied don't care <laughs> yeah that's right i did i did do that thing um our tweet of the week our tweet of the week is from Sarah Lehman. Thanks to everyone that came over today and worked hard. Still have lots of room for improvement, but love the dedication, MVP. <laughs> that's, that's fairly accurate. Um, you can also find us on formspring.me. Oh, wow. Kevin is is gone. Kevin is dis- Kevin is bailed already. Those I hope he can find his... sounds are like haunting. I hope he can find his way back in. Uh, I could barely start this hangout with the new revamped Google. Um, uh, I started one and got both of you in here or into mine pretty easily. So, But you were like, no, I already have one. Oh, Kevin and I were hanging He's out. back. We're a good old time. Hey, sorry hey. about that. I don't know what happened. Guess who's back? <laughs> this guy. 
so thank you to Animal Tropical for our intro song, 20 Miles. Uh, thank you to Sparrows and Crows for our outro song, Ultra Violet Bliss. Ultra Violent Bliss. <laughs> and thank you to you for sticking with us, for sending us questions, for being all around great folks. And uh, if you like the show, rate it on iTunes, uh, subscribe. But more than anything, just share it with a friend and send us more questions. We're always in need of more questions. So our final question, Kevin is here twice. (laughs) The the Doppel Kevin has joined the hangout. That's weird. Double Kevin all the way across the hangout. Quick, Tyler, ask him a question only he can answer. Uh, which uh, one of you like I, sandwiches? I love uh, ecstasy. Shoot the one that moved. Uh. <laughs> I love that we just have a frozen Kevin in here. I'm going to take a screenshot of this. Uh, thanks for holding. Where is the screenshot button on this laptop, Jordan? Uh, I can't find Print it. Print screen. Print screen. There it is. Shift system requirements. All Tyler's right. Tyler's computer shuts down. Uh, so, whoa! Uh, there goes there Doppel goes Doppelkevin. Ah, uh, all right. And our final question, keeping with our ninjas versus theme, ninjas versus the Queen of Hearts in Alice in Wonderland. Go. Um, ninjas, because that was like my least favorite children's theater ever at Grove City. <laughs> Alice in Tyler Wonderland. Tyler went acts crazy. Uh, yeah, it just seemed thrown together. One of Tyler's many roles where he plays the guy who screams things. The angry guy, the one person who has to yell stuff. Oh man, that was, that was my, that was my third role at Grove City College. The, the headsman who just said off with their heads a bunch. Also, I just don't like Alice in Wonderland that much. So that's a thing. You need to free your mind. I'm going to go with the Queen of Hearts, because she has 52 cards at her disposal uh, to fight these ninjas, and they are going to paper cut those ninjas to death. Uh, I am also going to say the Queen of Hearts, because um, one of ninja's prime weaknesses is, uh, is laughter, and that queen is just, she's such a card. So thank you so much for joining us, as ever. I'm Tyler. I'm Jordan. Wait, is this robot Kevin? Oh, shoot. Oh, we wait. killed We killed the real <laughs> Kevin. We got left with the doppel Kevin. Uh, well, until next time. <laughs> wait, no. Now it's double again. Oh, uh, yeah. Who are you? I'm everything you've always wanted me to be. And until next time. We should like Comedy Bang Bang. They how they have an opener that's submitted their their opening catchphrase. We should start farming out uh, until next time. Oh yeah! If anybody has if anybody has a good until next time, please send it in. It can literally be random anything. We will read it if it's that is the hardest part of recording each of these episodes. They don't realize how we stall out. <laughs> Almost every time. Uh, Till next time. Good luck, Jonathan. You're doing great, buddy. Hit the ground. Let the grass scratch up our legs. 
will suck in the ultraviolet bliss No, nobody, preserves need to shut up, all right? Nobody cares, preserves. You're, nobody even tried. They just put a bunch of fruit in a, in a jar and canned it up. They didn't even try to make it into a spread. Screw you, preserves.